Hey ladies, so this last semester we tried something new and wrote down every subject we have on post-it notes and every day the kids aim to get all their post-it notes into the bucket. Uh, I can't wait to tell you more. Stay tuned. Hey ladies, this is Christy Young with The Gritty Gospel and I'm excited to talk about really my ideas for helping to schedule your homeschooling days because, and let me tell you, mine is not gonna, this is video is not gonna be all about worksheets and spreadsheets and the ways that I have decided during seasons to organize my days. These are really more like 10 ideas that I have for you if you're getting started or trying to reinvent your schedule, just things that have worked for us and I am constantly switching it up. I feel like really every six weeks we switch it up a little bit and for sure every six months we are modifying things, changing things, spicing things up just to make them interesting and different. And so I'm hoping that this will be helpful to you. My first idea for helping with your homeschool scheduling is this. I would design your curriculum. I designed my curriculum around the three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic. And really those are R's phonetically, right? Because reading starts with an R, writing starts with a W, and arithmetic starts with an A. But you get it. Reading, writing, and arithmetic should be the core of our homeschooling because we want our kids to be great communicators. We should read books with them a ton. We should teach them how to read as early as they're receptive to it and can you know can under can learn the alphabet learn the phonic sounds we need to be teaching them to read i love the curriculum spell to write and read and i've used it for four of my kiddos my fourth kids coming through it now and i think it works really well i'm really excited about it and so i would encourage you to try that if you have not found something that works yet for you then writing learning how to really learning all of the letter sounds and phonetics and then writing whether you're in first grade or all you know in seventh grade, twelfth grade, I just feel like kids should be writing every day. And then so reading, writing, and then arithmetic, math. I just feel like math needs to be one of the staple staples of our core curriculum because our kids have to learn how to budget. And then some of them will go on to be physicists and chemists and doctors and who knows what else they'll do to um, in God's timing and for his glory is my hope that they will use those skills. But for sure, they, at the end of the day, they have to learn how to manage money, how to budget, how to uh, just to be, they need to be adept at handling money and with working with numbers. Number two, my number two idea for homeschool scheduling would be to use al alternate days, consider alternating days for subjects. For example, if at the beginning of the year you, you make a list, and I suggest you do this, you kind of make a list of the things that you would like, the subjects that you would like to tackle with your kids. Uh, for example, they might be things like uh, you want to study God's word, Bible, math, science, language arts, and maybe as part of language arts you want to do spelling, vocab, creative writing, and great literature readers. Uh, then there might be history, art, music, apologetics and logic, typing, maybe a foreign language, PE. Uh, we also do like a current events, World Watch News that we love. And not that you have to, that list is daunting and I get that. But at the beginning of every year, I kind of write out the list of the subjects I would love to tackle, knowing full well that in any given six weeks, because I break out my scheduling, my planning into six week chunks, during any given six weeks, I may choose six to nine of those subjects and aim to attack them, and then we have a week off, and then the next set of six weeks, I may attack a little variation of those subjects. Because I have found for us that we simply can't get to all the things that I would like to do in one set of six weeks. So that's the way we do it. But I, in the past, have definitely done alternating days where I might do history on Mondays and Wednesdays, 
I might do science on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Rather than doing 30 minutes of history, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, for example, I might choose to do an hour of history on Mondays and Wednesdays. And then rather than doing 30 minutes of science, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I might choose to do Tuesdays, Thursdays, an hour of science. So you can alternate the days so that you could kind of like do a deeper dive uh, on those subjects because sometimes I just like that and enjoy that with my kids and it feels like we get to go deeper and have more more thought-filled talk and they ask great questions. If we're having a great time discussing a subject then I will instantly and quickly just be flexible and change it up and go deep with my kids and then alternate the next couple of days if I need to. So continue like consider doing that. You might want to take certain subjects and do them on Mondays and Wednesdays and other subjects and do them on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It really doesn't matter. And then sometimes it's fun to switch them up on Fridays. I have done school schedules before where we do an art, we blow up Fridays. Like we might call them blown up Fridays for a semester. And we may do art projects, we may do science experiments, uh, we may do service projects, just something fun and different so that Fridays feel fun and different because they're Fridays. Okay, number three. Number three, we break up our school into morning time. We have like a morning time that we do corporately all together. And then we have, and that's usually anywhere from an hour to two hours, an hour to two hours long. That time for us consists of World Watch News, which is kind of like our current events. We get to do current events. We also, that's kind of like, we get to study. World Watch News is awesome because it's current events for us, geography, it's also vocab. I mean, they have incredible vocab words. It's just exposure to the world and what's going on in the world. And so that can actually cover a multitude of subjects, which I love. And then we study God's word together, maybe memory verses together. History, we dive into history and science during that time and do a literature read aloud. And that's just what we do all together with all of my kids. All of the kids, really all the kids, even the little baby girl who's two will play in the same room with us while I'm reading out loud. Right now we're reading about William Wilberforce, an abolitionist. We're talking about the gold rush and history. Um, in science, we're learning about all the different areas of science, biology, chemistry, and physics, and kind of, uh, you know, what is encapsulated in those spheres. And then our read aloud is the Great Turkey Walk, where we're having so much fun. Just, and then the, it's, a, it's historical fiction, so they're learning all about the gold rush. And then really, um, slavery uh, in a fictional sense, but based upon history and facts. So. I just, I really love that time. And my oldest, Maddie, who is in seventh grade, has said that her, one of her favorite times of the day is that time where we get to read aloud together. That they typically build with Legos, they do gymnastics, the little kids might play with Bluey. We have a whole set, I may have to take a picture and show, we have a whole set set up, really. It's very imperfect, and uh, but we have Legos set out, Bluey and fi Bluey figures set out, a dollhouse set out where kids can just play all around this coffee table while I read. And that's just one of our favorite times together. And then when that is done, then we do independent work. So the afternoon, and it's a lot of times it starts by like 10, 30 or 11, the afternoon portion is independent work. Uh, and so a lot of times that might be vocab, it's math, their own little literature readers, Oh, and language arts. And I, though, bebop from kid to kid, kind of helping whichever kids need help. And then that's also the time that I will pull aside Evie, who is learning to read and learning to write, learning to spell well. You know, she's coming along in all those areas, but still needs my help uh, very su substantially in those areas. And so we enjoy some time together, Evie and I do. And then with little interruptions from other kids as they need help with math or help with language arts. 
that's just time for me to work one-on-one -on -one with the kids. And then a lot of times for us, we're done most days by, well, some days by one. If we're executing well, and I, and I include morning chores in that, we're done by one. Other days we're done by 2.30, some days by three. Um, I don't aim to set, we're not really setting out to finish at a certain time. We're, we're aiming to enjoy our days together. So we do have breaks and then we cook lunch together. We have to put babies down. We have interruptions because we do have littles too. So our days typically, I don't know, they're all different. Honestly, they're all different based upon what the Lord presents before us. Okay, number four. I really think that Chores definitely for us are a part of our schooling. It's a part of what we value. We feel like it builds character in our kids and it helps to meet them, to teach them how to be a part of a team, how that we tell them all the time that we could never have six kids without having six kids because they all pull their weight in amazing ways to chip in to help with the family. And that is a part of the, the, the things that we expect them to do daily. And so before they can be free to go play in the woods or go play with a friend, they need to make sure that they, all their morning chores are done and that their schooling is done. But I would encourage you to make chores a part of your daily routines if they're not already because it builds great character in our kids and they learn that they've got to get chores done every day. That's a part of life. Okay, my number five would be this. I think, I believe that breaks are good and they're necessary. And so we may, in the morning, we might jump into World Watch News, eat breakfast and kind of World Watch News at the same time and then jump into God's Word and maybe do a little bit of history reading a science, and then I may do, maybe even do our turkey, our little read aloud that we're doing. And then I, I will tell the kids, okay, y'all go play for 20 minutes. Go jump on the trampoline, go run around, go, you know, shoot your airsoft gun or, you know, do whatever you want to do. Play basketball in the driveway for 20 minutes and then come back. I'll have snacks ready. Sometimes it's lunchtime. I'll have lunch ready and then we'll jump into independent work. But I firmly believe that kids' minds operate better with a little bit of run and play and then uh, just with breaks during the day. It helps let them get all their wiggles out, get energy out so they're ready to sit down and get back to the daily grind. But that necessarily makes our days a little bit longer because we don't just sit the whole time back to back to back to back subjects. My sixth idea for homeschool scheduling is to kind of hop on the bandwagon with anyone else who's doing anything cool uh, so that it could help you out, especially if you're homeschooling a lot of children. We have a nonprofit here uh, where we live and they do cool things. They have art programs, music programs, like just for six or eight weeks at a time, eight to 10 weeks at a time. And so this semester, two of my big girls who have wanted to do machine sewing are gonna jump into machine sewing. And then uh, that's, that's art for us this semester. And then I have my two, I have a little guy and a little girl, a six-year-old and a nine-year-old. They are gonna do acrylic painting uh, through that same organization. So I just feel like they'll get to be blessed with art and it takes one thing off my plate uh, and let someone else teach them who has a passion for the Lord and who loves with their craft. So I'm excited for that for them. And then we do debate too with a, cl a club that meets in town and it's amazing. Uh, I'm very grateful for it. And uh, so any way that you can, and and in seasons past for me, uh, another mom and I have worked together too. If one of us wanted to study logic, uh, or critical thinking, then one of us would teach logic and then one another one of us would teach apologetics or we would we just would toss the baton back and forth so that we could get more bang for our buck so that we could you know plan to teach one class and have another person teach one class so that we don't have to duplicate and teach both classes to all of our kids. And then I know that co-ops might do that for a lot of you guys too. So uh, that's also another great option to consider is a co-op. Oh, my number seven. 
a tip for homeschool scheduling is to work in six week increments or whatever increments would work for you. For me, I divide my whole year, basically the beginning of the year, I divide my whole year into six week increments. And this looks ridiculous, but it's my little, it, I need to type it up. And maybe after this year I will, uh, but I just keep bringing it around with me everywhere. And this is kind of like my little homeschool schedule uh, for the year. We start basically August 7th and we have seven weeks on. Then September 25th through the 29th, we have one week off. Then we go seven more weeks. Then we take off two weeks for Thanksgiving, around Thanksgiving time. Then we go three weeks up until, really, I feel like this year we kind of went until December 15th-ish. And so we, t we went two and a half weeks. And then we take off two weeks, two to three weeks, really, two to two and a half weeks at Christmas time. Then we're back on for, in January for six weeks. And then we, we have off a week. And then we go six more weeks, then we're off a week. Then we go six more weeks, then we're off a week. Then in June, we, we're all, we have two more weeks of school and then our summer break is really uh, six weeks. We have about a six week summer, summer break and then we jump back into it all again because uh, we do a shorter break, shorter break for the summer so that we can have longer breaks at Christmas, longer breaks at Thanksgiving, and longer breaks. We just get to have breaks kind of throughout. I love having six weeks on, six to seven weeks on, and one week off. Six to seven weeks on, and one week off. It lets us air our brains. It also lets me do projects I need to do around the house. I kind of get to like switch my hats. You know, I when we're homeschooling, that's one of my top priorities and I protect that and that's what needs to get done. So that means projects around our house don't get done that I would typically own and take ownership of to do. So that during that week off, I can know I'm aiming to do whatever I need to do, like build a goat pen, hang some pictures on our on our walls that we need if we need to, or if I need to paint something, repair something. I don't, you know, whatever needs to happen, uh, even order curriculum for the next season or do help with meal planning stuff or organize our pantry. I don't know, weird mom things. Those things I know can ha I can handle and they will get handled during that week. Oh, this is one other thing I wanted to say about the six weeks on. I love the six weeks on because you choose the six to nine subjects you aim to tackle for those six weeks. And then that gives you permission to lay all the other subjects aside. You can decide, for example, let's say you wanna do typing as an elective for a set of six weeks and you just want to hit it every day or Monday through Thursdays for 40 minutes typing for six weeks. And then after that six weeks though, you wanna lay that aside because, and then you'd like to do six weeks of art and you wanna kill art in addition to reading, writing, math. Like for us, let me say it like this. For us, typically our core would be uh, creative writing, reading, writing, and math, always literature, and then science, history, God's word, World Watch super fast for us to 10 or 15 minutes a day. And then, and then though, in addition to that, and literature, I don't know if I said that. And then in addition to that, we might pick one or two electives, one or two things that would not be with us for the whole year, but things that I desire to beef up in my kids. And it might be vocabulary, it might be uh, typing, for example, it might be foreign language, although foreign language we may have several six weeks of, you know, we may do three or four six week chunks of foreign language. I love it, my point is, and you get it. You get to be flexible. Choose for, my recommendation is, what works for us, is that we choose for six weeks the subjects we're gonna tackle, and then we tackle them for six weeks, and then during that break, that one week break, I get to analyze what's working for us, what's not, where are my kids weak, where are they strong, where do we need more work, and then I get to adjust for the next six weeks and get to 
focus or if we just need if we've been really grinding or and had a lot of long days or if I can feel like the mojo in my kids is waning then I may want to spice things up and add more fun uh, into the next set of six weeks uh, or some more divergence or field trips or and the cool thing is I get to do that and plan it I get to do life with my kids and see where we need to change and change it uh, my number eight tip this is a simple one I would aim to start every day at the roughly the same time and I would get your kids up you know, by eight, <laughs> you know, we have this semester we started, or actually it was last semester, we started taking our preschool, our four-year-old, to a little uh, Christian preschool that's right down the street. And he has to, we have, I have to be up with him every day at seven so that we can get him there by eight. And that has been great for us because we're getting all the kids up by seven or seven fifteen, And then we're jumping into our days by by 8.15 or 8.30, we are ramped up. We've already eaten breakfast. We're headed into World Watch for us, and that jump starts our day. And that has been really awesome because that helps us to have consistency and then hit the ground running so that we can get done and have the afternoons free. My number nine recommendation or idea for your homeschool scheduling would be to look at the regular rhythms of your day. And that's going to be so different for every one of us. For me, for example, I have a preschooler that's going to school at eight o'clock every day, Monday through Thursday. And then he, I have to pick him up, or Larry does, by noon every day. We have a little baby that goes down for a nap from one to three every day. And so those are rhythms. During that nap time, that nap time from one to three is crucial for me to be able to get stuff done one-on-one -on -one with my big kids, to maybe work with my seventh grader a little bit with language arts, or to help my first grader learn to read and to spell and to write. Uh, it's just that is a crucial time and then it lets me it makes sense that we would do morning time all together while our little one can be playing with Legos with us playing with Blueies. she's like she can listen she can watch World Watch News with us we try in every way to graft her in uh, and then no we, a ton, there has to have a ton we have to have a ton of grace because it's imperfect and she's human and she wants to run and play and be loud and so and we love her and so we're trying to slowly graft her in to help her to know when you can play, when how to how to not be so loud, and how to be a good listener, and um, let's talk about things, or can we ask you questions? And she'll sit in kids' laps. But you know, we do do life and homeschooling with a two-year-old, and so that's crazy, uh, but so good, and we wouldn't trade it. And the thing is, she is being brought up to learn the way we do things. My little guy is peeping in. That's his little hand right there. My tenth idea for homeschool scheduling would just be to make a clear plan. But we make a clear plan, really, so that we can then be flexible. Because for me, I feel like if I have goals set, if I have a plan ready, but then I have to bend and flex, I can. And I don't feel like we're losing our way, or I don't know where we're headed, or no, I've got the plan down, so that then we can bend and flex as we need to. Uh, and so that would be my, and I think that you, we need to make sure that we have expectations that are clearly set for every day, in terms of chores, and in terms of which academics uh, academic subjects want, we need to touch so that our kids can hit the ground running, know clearly what their expectations are and what they need to accomplish for the day. And finally, here are just a few of my random thoughts. Okay, one of the things I want to say is this. I do think that we need to limit screen time for our kids. And so it, I, I, know that, I know that we've got to weave in screen time because we need screens. I mean, like we live in a great technological age and so we have laptops and they have they might have a phone or access to a tablet of some kind. I just think that in general, it would be really great for us to limit the amount of subjects they do on a screen. I don't think it's a great idea to do all of your schooling on a screen. I think that there's something beautiful because, let me tell you why. 
studies have been shown there have been links with screen increased screen time and increased levels of anxiety and depression in our kids. And so that's my encouragement to you. And I also believe that one of the coolest things about homeschooling is building relationship. And so we're building relationship as we're reading aloud and talking through stories, as we're looking at historical facts together, as we're analyzing science and science experiments together. We're having great conversations and that's meant to be a part of the learning process. And we would just miss out entirely on all those conversations if they're behind a screen all day. Okay, and then I just wanted to show you some examples. There, there are a million ways to do this, but we have kind of like a command center in our house where the, their chores are very clear and their school, the school goals for every day are very clear. This, these are from last semester, but I'm gonna show them to you anyway. Here's a chore chart, for example, for Madison, and then a daily schedule for Maddie. I'm just gonna show them to you uh, just so you can see them. But really, every day, Every day, her chores were very clearly laid out, and then, and then every day, her schooling, what we were aiming to get accomplished for school, was very, very clearly laid out. Now, let me tell you, and these were, can I tell you, I didn't create this. This is from Confessions of a Homeschooler. Uh, she's awesome, and I appreciate her very much. And so I, but she has these, uh, these PDFs that are editable. And so I just took them, took them and edited them in the ways that I saw fit. Can I tell you one thing we don't ever really do is stick to the time. We in general, so can I tell you for, I just last night actually redid our school schedules for this semester because again, I'm switching things up. And so here is an example, and I'll take a picture of this. Here is an example of our, of Madison's school schedule now. And I will put this up as a picture. But it basically shows her, like for example, on Mondays, her high five, a high five is like, high five, we're gonna get dressed, we're gonna get dressed, brush our hair, brush our teeth, make our bed, clean our room every day. Like that should be done every day. It should not take you more than 15 minutes to do all those things. And then you have your morning chores, which for our kids, because we live on like a little mini farm, they have chickens to care for, goats to care for, dogs to care for, and then may do one thing in the kitchen for me or vacuum the main entryway or the, I don't know, just little things that would bless all of our lives. Those are the little morning chores they have. And then each of them has a day to wash clothes. And then they jump into morning time with me, do personal Bible reading, math, language, arts, literature, reader, foreign language, maybe for a date, worldly wise, or vocab. And then every day it's a little bit different. Um, I think it's fun to have things be a little bit different on certain days. And, and our kids know the rhythm of our days based upon what we have after school. So some days we have uh, MCG, which is our missional community group. Other days we have church, obviously. Uh, some days we have soccer practice. Other days we have gymnastics. And then there are going to be days now where we have acrylic painting and machine sewing. Just some fun things after uh, school, but that are kind of like a part of school. All of that's so good just for them to be well-rounded people. But can I also tell you, there was a time where we really did not do, we had just a no year, a time where we said no to a lot of things. And that was a beautiful time where we literally had no extracurriculars, really. We just focused as a family. We kind of, and it was right when we, um, you know, we are a foster family. So as we get, when we get new placements, we kind of take time to transition and to adjust and to take on another whole human and so that takes some adjustment and 
oh, that's a beautiful season too. So if you don't have all these extracurriculars and don't have all these extra things, kudos to you too. I feel like there are seasons for that where we love dipping in and out of that. We love to have a little bit of a busy season. Like for example, these Clement Arts classes are only gonna last eight to 10 weeks. And then we're gonna pop back out of them and I'm gonna be grateful because then we're gonna play outside and go swimming and enjoy the spring and the summer and maybe do less things corporately um, outside of our home and be able to enjoy family time and uh, do some things here. So we kind of like like to jump in and jump out of extracurricular things because we always want to keep the main thing the main thing. Here is a glimpse of our command center. I have all the tour charts for the kids on the left and all their school schedules on the right. Tour chart, like for example, here's Maddie Madison's tour chart. Then here's Maddie's daily schedule for every day of the week. And here's the deal. Uh, don't let any of this uh, intimidate you in the event it does, or if it encourages you, great. Um, but this is what works for us. And we have, every day is a little bit different in terms of what we're what we're going to accomplish. And every six weeks, the some of these goals change. And then I just wanted to show y'all something so cool that I implemented this year. Um, and I have a sweet little helper helping me organize these. Uh, but every morning, every morning, we I have made cards. These are basically just post-it notes. Let me just show you as we're setting them out. They're, these are just post-it notes that I've laminated that correspond. So for example, this is a Bible with mom and World Watch News. And so for example, and that's for Maddie. The blue ones are Maddie cards. So I go up to Maddie's. Maddie has Breakfast Bible, Memory Verse, and World Watch News. So Bible, World Watch News, um, we have on a card. Then we have a math card, we have a grammar card, we have a writing card, we have a vocab card, we have a literature reader card, we have a spelling card, a history card, uh, science reader, like all the things, we have all the cards. And so in a minute, I'm gonna take a picture of this when we set this out for y'all so you can see it, what it looks like every day for our kids. And the goal is that, what's, what's cool about that to me is that I get to have fluidity in determining every day what our goals are based upon what the Lord uh, ha puts before us for that day. And so some days I stick, stick rigidly to the schedule because I love the schedule. Other days, man, we have a friend who needs us to jump in with them or to come say, Hey, and so we will come go to play with a friend for the day. And, and maybe the mom and I need to talk or have good conversation and build each other up. Uh, or one, one of the days we have speech and debate. So like one Thursday, so let me just show you on Thursdays, we have debate and we have speech. Those days we have a little bit shorter academic schedule at home because then we go to speech and debate. And so, so I made speech and debate cards because obviously that counts towards school. That's great logic and critical thinking and learning how to reason and analyze and examine the evidence and so. Okay, hey, so I wanted to show you guys. So I will lay out, these are all the cards that we will aim to accomplish over the course of six weeks, right? Like these are these are subjects that we're going to, some of them we only do two days a week, some of them we'll do three days a week, some of them we do four days a week, um, and then math we do five days a week. And so, and then really history, typically uh, in the morning, I could just show you real fast, in the morning, typically we do Bible and Word, World Watch with Mom, let me see if I can grab it like this, morning chores, we do history, some days we do lap books, uh, you know, really typically one day a week we'll do lap books. Then we will do memory verse with mom. Okay, all that's with mom in the morning. Science reader spelling test, science, oh, science. And then really a lot of times grammar is me teaching something and then they go off to do it. So I don't know, grammar sort of with mom. 
Okay, so I think that's it. Okay, so all the, so, and then watch for today. So watch what I do, because I know this feels overwhelming. I take away the things that we're not gonna do today. So today we are gonna do literature, reader, math. Today we're not doing foreign language. Today we, I think we're not doing spelling. I need to look, look again. I go to Maddie's little schedule for Thursday. Are we doing, no spelling, right? No spelling. Okay, so then we are doing grammar. Um, Maddie doesn't need her snack card. That's really for little kids. Now, speech and debate are today, but can I tell you how fun this is? Today, we have speech and debate canceled, so we actually have a free day, so we're going to play with some friends later. And so then, we are not doing typing or a spelling test today. It's not on our schedule. We are doing vocab today. Her science reader, I don't think we're doing today. It's not on our list. And then writing, like IEW is what we'll do. So so then, this is how I literally set this out for Maddie. Boop, 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 boop. Boop, 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 boop. And then all this, she kind of knows the ones that float at the top are the ones that she'll get to, as soon as we do our little morning time this morning, she'll get to put all those in the bin. And let me tell you why this works for us. We've done it every kind of way, and there are a million ways you can do this and execute it well. But my kids love to watch the cards disappear into the bucket. And once they're in the bucket, and once they have no cards left, they know school is done. And so I feel like there's this fun element to, to just being able to get rid of your cards. And so this is how the day looks at first, but let me show you, I'll take a picture in just a minute and show you what it actually looks like when I got it settled for what we're actually aiming to accomplish for the day. Okay, so after I pull all the cards that are not relevant for today, this is what it looks like. And the cluster of cards at the top of every kid's pile is the stuff that we kind of do together as morning time. Uh, it's typically, you can see, let me just show you. Typically it's Bible with mom and World Watch News. We have time to m memorize together and to talk about a memory verse that we're working on. We typically work on those every, like we do one or two. I mean, I'm sorry, we do one every two weeks, every one to two weeks. And then science, we have science together. And that may be a science project or it may be science reading or it may be looking at cool videos. Um, I mix it all up so it's whatever I want it to be for that day based upon what we've got, what we're aiming to cover. And then history and lab books. And so all of this sometimes, and then teaching grammar, grammar for us, uh, they usually have an assignment for grammar too, but grammar I also typically touch on a little bit at the morning time. And so... Um, but we do it different every day. Some days too, we do a little Cliff Nectaly video, give me an answer to work on apologetics in the morning. Uh, so, but this gives you an idea of what works for us. And then as the kids complete things, for example, if they get their morning chores done, they get to take it, put it in the bucket, it's gone. And so they get to watch their little piles dwindle as the day goes on. And I think, well, for us, this works for us. Uh, maybe it would work for y'all. These are just some tips that have blessed me over the last eight or nine years of us homeschooling, things I've learned. And I hope that they can bless you. I hope that you can take one or two of them and apply them in your own homeschool. And I hope that it blesses you as you plan. And I pray that y'all have an awesome year. Love y'all. See you soon.